Welcome to the Littler Labor and Employment Podcast, conversations about employment and labor law issues that impact the workplace. My name is Brad Hammock, and I am co-chair of Littler's Workplace Safety and Health Practice Group. It is a pleasure to be here today to talk about the important issue of preparing for an OSHA inspection. OSHA is and remains very active in its enforcement efforts. It has been a point of emphasis with OSHA during the administration of President Trump. Over the last 10 years, while we have seen the overall number of inspections decline, the scope and complexity of OSHA inspections have risen. In addition, proposed penalties have risen dramatically since Congress authorized the increase in OSHA penalties several years ago. Serious and other than serious violations now carry a maximum penalty of over $13,000, and repeat or willful violations carry a maximum penalty of over $130,000. Enforcement remains a key focus of OSHA, and because of this, it is critically important for employers to be prepared for an OSHA inspection, and that is what we'll be discussing today. The reality is that the key to successfully navigating an OSHA inspection is preparing for an OSHA inspection, addressing safety and health, being proactive on safety, and thinking about the inspection process ahead of time. All of these things are absolutely critical and doing them will help ensure that any inspection goes smoothly. When I work with employers, I emphasize several sort of key preparation steps to manage the OSHA inspection process. And these steps also are important in actually avoiding an inspection in the first place. And of course, creating a safe and helpful work environment, which I know is a priority for employers out there. First, and to state the obvious, An employer should strive to comply with all applicable safety and health rules. Compliance is always important. While I would not suggest to you all that if you are fully compliant, you have nothing to worry about if OSHA comes on site to conduct an inspection, but it certainly goes a long way in successfully navigating the OSHA inspection process. As part of your compliance efforts, you should review OSHA's most frequently cited standards. Every year, OSHA publishes its top 10 most frequently cited standards. These provide clues to employers as to what compliance officers look for when coming on site. And the list includes what I would consider, quote, bread and butter safety and health issues, fall protection, lockout tagout, electrical safety, ladder safety, hazard communication. Employers should review the list and make sure their compliance efforts focus on the areas included. Second, develop a written safety and health program. The program should include several specific components, including management commitment to safety, participation of employees, robust employee education, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, and a system to find and fix hazardous conditions. Employers want to have a program in place whereby everyone feels a part of the company's safety and health efforts. In particular, if employees feel that they are part of safety and health, they will be less likely to pick up the phone and call OSHA. Instead, they will talk to supervisors or other managers or others regarding their safety and health concerns. This type of open communication creates a positive safety culture and will help avoid an OSHA visit in the first instance. Third, OSHA record-keeping. One of the critical things you have to do to prepare for an OSHA inspection is ensure accurate and professional record-keeping. 
If you're listening to this, you know that OSHA requires most employers to maintain injury and illness locks, typically referred to as OSHA 300 locks. The OSHA 300 log is essentially a running list of work-related injuries and illnesses that occur at your establishments. OSHA will almost always request to see your OSHA 300 logs when they initiate an inspection. Please, 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 please make sure your OSHA 300 logs look good and are up to date. It is like the old adage, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. If your record-keeping logs look good, are professional, and up-to-date, it will put the remainder of the inspection on a positive footing. If you take one thing out of this podcast, please make sure your record-keeping logs look good, look professional, and are up-to-date. Fourth and finally, and, and really perhaps the most important aspect of preparation, is to develop a protocol for handling an OSHA inspection. Preferably, the protocol will be in writing, but at a minimum, it must make sure that as an organization, you have thought about the OSHA inspection process and your philosophy for handling an inspection. Will you allow access to your establishment? Will you demand a warrant? Who will be the face of your organization to an OSHA compliance officer? These are just some of the questions that your protocol should answer in advance of an OSHA inspection. So let's break those up a little bit further. There are several key points that your protocol should address. First, and really first and foremost, what type of access to your establishment will be granted when a compliance officer comes on site? Some employers will demand a warrant, right? Leave my premises and go get a warrant. Other employers may take a much more sort of loosey-goosey approach and allow a compliance officer uh, more flexibility to inspect their establishment. There are pros and cons to all the different types of approaches that an employer can take to providing access to a compliance officer. But the key is that as a company, you have thought about these in advance and informed all of your folks about the approach that you are adopting. The last thing that you want is for a supervisor at one of your establishments to act in an uncooperative manner with a compliance officer and demand a warrant or take some other action if that is not the approach that your company wants to take. That is simply not a good outcome. So the key is to think about this in advance and include it in your written protocol. Second, it is important to discuss and decide who will interact with the compliance officer when the compliance officer shows up for an inspection. Who is the face of the company? Typically, that might be the foreman or a safety person of some sort, but it doesn't have to be. It needs to be someone who you trust to be professional and best manage the process, and also have some understanding about the safety and health initiatives of your company. Either way, and again, it is important to think of this in advance. Know who your key person or persons will be at your establishment to interface with OSHA when they come on site. Third, internal notification. Internal notification is critically important. Who in the organization needs to be notified if OSHA comes on site? It is important to decide internal notification in advance and have a clear written, what I call notification tree 
for communication about the OSHA inspection to all relevant internal stakeholders. You simply need to ensure that everyone in your organization who needs to know that an OSHA inspection is ongoing actually does. People in the organization who need to know should not find out after the inspection has been initiated, uh, sometimes weeks or months down the road, that an OSHA inspection has taken place. So internal notification is critically, critically important and should be included in the protocol as well. Part of the OSHA inspection process involves the walk around and management and employee interviews. Another part of the process is determining who will accompany the compliance officer on the walk around and how and where the interviews will be conducted. Identifying a good location for the opening conference and any employee interviews is important to include in your written protocol. Again, it is critical to have thought of these things up front and train your team on your approach. If you do not do so, you're really leaving a lot to chance, and this can result into bad outcomes. And the final piece I would like to mention relates to employee safety and health training. Obviously, it is important to train your employees in the safety and health hazards they face in their jobs. This is critical to ensuring a safe and healthful work environment and to being OSHA compliant, so we get that. However, employers should recognize that in almost every OSHA inspection, a compliance officer will ask employees during interviews about the safety and health training they have received. And often, employees will not be able to recall the training in those interview situations. Employers should be cognizant of this and adjust your training accordingly. Make your training understandable and be sure to document training given in writing. But this is the key. Also make sure that you are associating the training with employee safety and health protections so that employees who are interviewed do the same and they associate things like hazard communication training with quote unquote safety and health training. Making that association will help in the inspection process because employees will be able to articulate to a compliance officer, all the different types of safety and health training that they've received. With just these few simple steps, you can put your organization on the path to successfully managing the OSHA inspection process. Don't leave anything to chance, be prepared. Thank you for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our practice group page at littler.com. Thank you. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers, addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.